Hello, this is your fertility pharmacist. This podcast is for women who are trying to overcome infertility. If you keep a pulse on late-breaking fertility research, it could positively alter the course of your fertility journey like it has for me. Hi, I'm Elise, your fertility pharmacist. I've been looking forward to sharing this article today because it stirred up many emotions in me. More on this later. The article was published in late January in the Journal of Family Psychology. It's called Mother's Experience of Their Daughter's Fertility Problems and Treatments. As the title suggests, this study sought to understand the experiences of mothers whose daughters were undergoing fertility treatments. From what the study authors, and I know this is the very first study that has ever examined the perspective of the mothers, and after reading it, I strongly feel like this kind of study was necessary. Without further ado, here's how the study was set up. It took place in Tel Aviv, a cosmopolitan city in a country with traditional family values, over a two-year period from 2017 to 2019. The study recruited women if their daughters had conceived a first child within a heterosexual marriage through the use of fertility treatments. That child conceived through fertility treatments could be up to four years old at the time because the authors of the study felt like this length of time was enough to reflect on the experience, but it wasn't yet becoming a distant memory. The researchers allowed the women to select the interview location, which could include the home, the office, or coffee shops. The interview scenario consisted of one female researcher asking the women three open-ended questions. These questions were, 1. What was your experience during your daughter's fertility treatment? 2. How did you perceive your role at this time? And 3. How did you perceive your own need for support? After these questions, the interviewees were welcome to talk about anything else they felt was relevant. The interviews wound up lasting between 45 minutes to almost two hours, so clearly these women had plenty to say. While the first author was trucking around Tel Aviv and interviewing the women, the second and third authors were analyzing the transcripts from the interviews to try to make sense of them. The authors were using a technique called thematic analysis, where they were coding and mapping the ideas expressed in the interviews into themes. Interestingly, the study was called off after interviewing just 16 women because the second and third authors who were doing the thematic analysis had decided the interviews were not providing any new information. So with the data collected from those 16 interviews, three main themes emerged. The first theme was that the stress of the daughter's infertility became the stress of the mother. The mother used terms like, I was crushed, roller coaster, and the sky fell on me to describe how they felt about their daughter's situations. Within the same theme, the authors found that the mothers were so deeply self-identifying with their daughter's stress that they felt like they were the ones who were primarily suffering. One woman spoke of the hurt she felt by the babies that were coming from her own family, presumably from other children, because she knew that seeing those babies caused pain for her daughter. One mother even offered to be a surrogate for her daughter, and I wish we knew more details about this mother, but the details were probably wisely left out. Women who had struggled with infertility themselves spoke of how this was now intergenerational trauma, and they blamed themselves for their daughter's suffering. Beyond that primary theme of distress, which seemed to correlate to that first question, the second theme correlated to the second question asked, which was, what do you perceive as your role? 
all the interviewees had stated that they wanted to support their daughters. So the second larger theme emerged as the mother's support. Unlike in the first theme, where all mothers felt deep pain for their daughters, there were differences in the way that the mothers felt that they could provide support. Some mothers believed they could only be of limited use to their daughters. At least four of the mothers felt that infertility was firstly a couple's issue and kept their distance, even though they were hurting inside. Other mothers felt like their daughters were pushing their support away as a protective measure. One mother, though she felt excluded, kept badgering her daughter to open up to her, talk to her about what was going on with each fertility treatment, even though she recognized this created a vicious emotional cycle. Other mothers unintentionally provided the wrong support to their daughters by using inappropriate words of comfort, like telling their daughters that everything will work out in the end. And I can see why daughters don't like hearing that. There were mothers who acknowledged that because they didn't understand the science of infertility, they didn't feel like they could say anything besides, I'm here for you, though they wish they could say something more. Though it sounds like almost all scenarios where the mother tried to offer support came off inadequately, there were a couple of daughters who conveyed to their mothers what they wanted and what they expected, and the mothers came to understand how truly they could be supportive. Speaking of support, the last theme to emerge came from that third question of, how did you perceive your own need for support? The answers for this theme of personally needing support were varied. Some women denied needing any special support as they felt that they needed to be strong so their daughters could lean on them no matter what. Some women acknowledged that they would have wanted support, but because their daughters were keeping fertility issues a secret, they felt like they had to bottle up their distress and not talk about it. For the women who did try to talk about their distress regarding their daughter's fertility struggles, they also found mixed results. Like so many women who go through infertility themselves, these mothers were met with a range of responses, some of which indicated that the people they were sharing with had absolutely no clue how to handle hearing information related to infertility. While one woman felt like her spouse did a good job of talking about her stress with her, overall, the authors felt like most women did not adequately have their own needs met for support. Tying these three themes together, here's my quick summary of the author's very verbose conclusions. Because the mother-daughter relationship can be very complicated, and it is difficult for a mother to easily support her daughter through infertility, it is important to improve the capabilities of mothers to appropriately support their daughters while they work through this tough period. After reading this paper, it is difficult to disagree with that recommendation. Another point in their favor, the authors did a pretty good job of discussing what could have made their study better. For example, they recognized that by confining the interviews to mothers with daughters in heterosexual marriages who had successfully given birth, they left out a lot of potential experiences from their study. Of course, these same authors were the ones who had capped their study at 16 women, but they were probably writing up their results and thinking about the conclusions long after they had called off the interviews. The authors also recognized that interviewing the daughters of those interviewed mothers could yield new and useful information. While I fully agree with these limitations, the only other one I might add was their choice of thematic analysis as the method for understanding the data they collected. 
I read up on thematic analysis, and historically it has been an incohesive method for doing qualitative research. Researchers interpret the intent behind the method differently, and this inconsistency opens the floodgates to skeptics. I'm posting links in the show notes if you want to read more about thematic analysis. Despite the few flaws just mentioned, overall, I feel less critical about this study than some of the more rigorous trials I've covered on the podcast. It's probably because this one struck an emotional nerve. If I were to use one word to describe my own mother's support during my fertility journey, that word would be inconsistent. After reading those transcripts of how the mothers felt distressed for their daughters, how most of them did a mediocre job of supporting their daughters, and how most mothers were suppressing their own needs for support, it's given me a lot to think about. On that note, I'll leave you with your thoughts and conclude the episode. I'm curious to hear other interpretations of this study. You can find the link to it in the show notes at www.yourfertilitypharmacist.com. This is Your Fertility Pharmacist. Thanks for tuning in.